Welcome to the Inside Take with your hosts, Will Hurl and Matt Fiore. Thank you. So today we'll be going into some NBA scores and trades, as well as the Super Bowl. Then we'll be going into the soccer world, as well as the Olympics. So to start off, Matt, um, the stat line of the week, uh, Ronaldo scored a hatchery against Real Sociedad. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's very impressive with it being his first hat-trick of the year. Or yeah. of the season, excuse me. I mean, Real Madrid never had the season that they hoped to have, especially with being about 14 or 15 points behind Barca. It's truly incredible because they have such talent and they're not able to really perform at the high stage. Yeah, I mean, with all the transfer news going around with other teams, like Man United and um, Manchester City and Arsenal, I mean... It's interesting to see that Real Madrid can keep their core together. Like Ronaldo, he's been playing with them for so long. Uh, it's very impressive. It's nice to see that he's still going at it. I mean, to say again, first hat-trick of the season, Ronaldo, uh, person at his caliber, winning the Ballon d'Or, arguably not winning it at, with the um, right amount of stats. But, uh, you know, it sucks because Ronaldo's not having a season that he ha- has normally had. It might be due to his age, being 33. But uh, I hope to see if uh, Real Madrid can win the Champions League two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, with soccer, it's very common to see some players who are very good uh, in their early 20s, like, peak out once they hit 30. And Ronaldo clearly is a world-class talent, and he's still so impressive to watch him. He's 33, probably keeping out for maybe five more years at most. You never know. I mean, a guy with Ronaldo's athleticism, he, uh, he truly brings to the table what no one has, speed and and just... I could see him playing any sport at a professional level. Um, Ronaldo definitely has had his peak, but I still could see him performing at high level, scoring 20 to 30 goals each season for the next five years, like you said, maybe hopefully retiring in the MLS. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like to compare him to Tom Brady with both of them being older players in their yeah. uh, respective sports. Both of them are so physically fit. I mean, Tom Brady obviously not on the same level as Ronaldo, but still – for their age, it's so impressive to see them like perform in the way they do. Yeah, we see now oh. that a lot of players at the age of 33s and 33 or 32 can still perform at a high level in soccer. I think this is, might be um, because of the high medical staff that they have in their uh, respective clubs. But uh, um, Tom Brady, like you said earlier, um, is performing so well. What about his stat? Yeah, I mean, for his Super Bowl 52 performance, he'll be uh, the co uh rewardee of the style of the week with 505 yards against the uh, Eagles. Very impressive, but still not enough to win. Yeah, unfortunate for um, the Patriots. Um, the best Super Bowl performance for a quarterback that probably is the uh, uh, best Super Bowl performance for a quarterback that's probably ever took place. I mean, I see uh, Patriots. I mean, what I, I mean, you look at the last catch that Tom Brady had during that game, you know, he lacked the completion. I think that that probably was one decisive moment in the game, turning over the momentum. But, uh, you know, Nick Foles was able to do what Tom Brady couldn't do. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like to point the finger at Brady for why they lost, which is understandable. I mean, the fumble at the last couple minutes of the game, that was brutal to watch. But um, I think it really came down to the defense. The, yeah. Giving 41 points in any game is pretty awful, but 
uh, in the Super Bowl of all places. I mean, I feel honestly either, both defenses didn't really have a great uh, game. Uh, well, of course, the amount of points that each team scored, it was it was not a good game to see if you're a defensive coordinator. But uh, the, the Super Bowls were really entertaining for the fans, and uh, as two Bostonians, uh, it sucks to see the Patriots lose. Yeah, I mean, uh, going to their coordinators with Matt, Pat- uh, Matt Patricia leaving for the Lions, the coach, um, I feel like, honestly, I can understand why he wouldn't have the strive to want to win again, honestly, winning last year. Um, I think it was his time to move on from the Patriots. I mean, yeah. Well, we saw that the offensive coordinator was able to stay, sign a new contract. I mean, if you're winning at a team, you you might want to stay, but they didn't have the head coaching jobs that they probably right, rightfully deserve. Yeah, and uh, another interesting part of that is uh, the Eagles' offensive coordinator is now the Colts' head coach. I was surprised to see that, that when it's pretty good, the Patriots guy, when uh, flipped and turned, Frank Reich, the new coach. Um, I'm honestly interested to see what's next for the Eagles. I believe also their uh, quarterback coach left. I want to see, um, I'll be impressed to see if Carson Wentz is as well as he did this year before he got hurt. Uh, but yeah, he'll be a fun player to watch going into next season. Yeah, Carson Wentz uh, was probably the MVP candidate that coming into the, um, the, the game where he got injured. I mean, uh, it really sucks that uh, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but Nick Foles, wow, had a great playoffs and proved to all the people that were saying that he wouldn't be able to do it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting what's next for him. Uh, I believe his contract's up, so he can move on to a new team. Um, I mean, honestly, coming into when he was playing, people didn't expect much out of him. I thought I wrote the Eagles off right away once once went down. Uh, but I, I, I can see Foles getting... Uh, a new contract, maybe Giants. I mean, I don't know where, but definitely a starting role after his performance in the playoffs. Yeah, well, it's truly incredible that the Eagles were able to beat the powerhouse, the Patriots, especially with probably the best coaching staff in football. But uh, you know, Peterson, what what a great coach! Uh, love to see if the Eagles can perform next year as well with Carson Wentz. Yep. Um, I mean, Matt, to go on to. Uh, a big news story: the blockbuster, uh, blockbuster um, trade of the week. Um, what are your thoughts on all the different trades that have happened in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, uh, starting our new segment, the the blockbuster, we'll be going into uh, biggest surprise and news story in our opinion. Um, I mean, the biggest story this week: Cleveland trading away like half their roster. I was very surprised to see the moves they made, especially yeah. IT going to LA. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I mean. I, I mean, they had made a good. Um, it was a good decision, on I think for the Cleveland uh, coaching uh, staff. But I mean, the players that they need are the younger players, of course. And Nance probably ha- could play as well as his father did um, potentially. And I mean, if I'm the Cleveland sta- staff, I'm like, I'm thinking that this is the right move. We need some younger talent coming in. Yeah, I think they made a great decision in trading away like Crowder, Derrick Rose, guys who really weren't really a great fit with the Cleveland roster. Um, I feel like, yeah, Clarkson, Nance, Rodney Hood, even George Hill, who's on the older side, all these guys, I mean, when they played the Celtics the other day, they looked great. I mean, all of them played well, and they played their part um, the way I think LeBron wanted them to. Uh, I think, honestly, this is the way LeBron 
wants to have a team play when he's involved. Um, Seems he works best when he's the main player. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the the Cavs had had some struggles, but you know, leading up to um, the last few games, they've been playing pretty well, and there's there's definitely a new mentality in the locker room that is we can go out and win every game. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was so surprised to like Dwayne Wade too, another name. Yeah, I mean, he's good friends with LeBron. I mean, why would he want to get rid of him? But it's really just the overall culture. It's actually nice to see LeBron seemingly take a sacrifice. I mean, he was like, uh, I believe, removed from uh, meeting with the ownership and stuff when it came to these trades. He had no say. Uh, but I mean, if if he did have some say in the end, it's nice I mean, to see that make a sacrifice. I mean, listening to the to the Isaiah Thomas interview. Before he got traded right here, he's talking. I needed a win like that, especially the back and forth game. It was a high-intensity game, but to win it in that fashion like that, we needed something like that just to feel good about ourselves. We've been in a, a real tough slump, I mean, the whole month of January, really, and uh, it was the last couple of games, so it was good to see it work out in our favor. Now we just got to build on it. You addressed, of course, the adversity from last night, and then tonight in that third quarter, you addressed it again in a huddle. What did you see different from your guys in that moment? Uh, we just responded. We, we, in a positive way, we stayed together. They went on their run, and we just stayed together, and we need that. Like, for us to be any type of, have any type of success, we got we to gotta know we're all we got. I mean, we got to stay together, and that's big, and that comes with trust and, and all those other little things. So tonight was a... Teams. You get, did you prove anything tonight? I went. Those drives of the whole seemed like you were looking for the guys in the corners. And this team in the league, we don't play with that much energy. So to have something, somebody like that, that rubs off on everybody. Uh, even when the times we do practice, like he's, he's the most the Timberwolves gives us confidence. Man. I mean, I guess that pretty much sums it up. Zay Thomas didn't want to get traded to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I apologize for the quality if it doesn't come out as well as we have it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, IT, after leaving the Celtics, I feel it was pretty much a betrayal uh, for a guy who played his heart out for the Celtics. I mean, with the Cavs, I think it definitely was not a good fit. Um, but I don't think he was ready to move on. I'm sure he definitely not want to be traded coming into the deadline. Yeah, um, if I'm Isaiah Thomas, I'm like, I, I've got to pr- I have something to prove with the Lakers, which is I'm better than Lonzo Ball, which he is, honestly. And, you know, Magic Johnson has said that Lonzo Ball is the starting point guard, but, you know, I mean, Isaiah Thomas deserves to be at a top team. Yeah, I mean, on the Lakers' side of this trade, I don't really know what they were thinking, honestly. I mean, once they trade away D'Angelo Russell, I thought Lonzo had the starting position set. Um Maybe they aren't happy with how he's been playing. Definitely at the start of the season, I would understand why they would make a trade like this one. But he's been picking it up. He has been out. Um, but IT doesn't seem like the best fit. Uh, it is his last year on the contract, so we'll get the Lakers to re-sign him. But Trainway, Clarkson, and Nance, both very good young players. I'm not sure what direction Magic Johnson's going to be going with. Yeah, I mean, for the players they got, uh, not a smart trade for the Lakers. I mean... We were talking in earlier segments about how this Lakers team could be a dynasty. You, you don't want to trade players with such talent, honestly, if you're a coach. And, I mean, they, they aren't doing that badly. They're, they're far from the last spot in the, in the table. But, you know, if, if I'm Magic Johnson and I, I'm going to start Isaiah Thomas, 
Yeah, I mean, the Lakers were not in the position to be a serious playoff contender yet. I mean, we were talking over a couple weeks ago that this team's definitely built for the future, and I thought with the talent they have at hand, they would have been great maybe even two years from now, but train for IT seems to really mix up the table for them. I know there's been news of them wanting to sign players in uh, next year's free agent class level, like Clay Thompson, um, Kawhi Leonard, other big names, but... I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, Paul George, another name to bring up. Um, the chance that happened during the um, the game between uh, between the Lakers. Uh, I think that Paul George could go to the Lakers potentially, but I think the OKC fans are too strong, and 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 have already had the um, top players leave them like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, Paul George is one of my favorite players to watch. He's so good at what he does. Even come back from an injury, similar with Gordon Hayward has uh, undergone but one player I definitely did not want to see in the LA uniform or really Golden State but that's really fake news at this point uh, LeBron James I mean maybe he can go to LA and teach some players which would be nice to see but I'd rather see him go to a contender to challenge Golden State not really make it um, a free walk to the finals yeah well of course as a basketball fan that's that's what we want but you know um, in this sport we don't know because Blake Griffin, a player that was at the Clippers with three, including himself, three players that were astonishing, uh, Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and him. I mean, you look at those commercials from earlier and you see, and you see a team that can win the NBA. Um, it sucks to see him traded. He's playing with a lot of passion at the Pistons. I hope he, that he can uh, lead him to the playoffs potentially. Yeah, I mean, there's certain players where, I mean, They'll play well wherever they go. Um, Blake Griffin's definitely one of them. I mean, I hope to see guys like that play well, but I'd rather see them play for one team where they can actually build a culture for that uh, for that city. I mean, you don't see with uh, NBA much at all anymore. Guys like Paul Pierce, the guy who's never retired the other day. I feel like guys like that, Dirk Nowitzki, who's done his last few years, uh, they're really the last few guys who stick with one team for the whole career. I mean, yeah, it's truly impressive, but... Uh... You saw um, Blake Griffin playing with the amount of passion that he did against the Clippers. He did not want this trade. Same with Isaiah Thomas, both players that were truly surprised about what happened. I mean, if I'm uh, if I'm one of those players, I feel betrayed, and and I feel like, damn, damn, I, I just I just got traded like a like like five dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure where teams go for. I mean. It is a business, so we have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm, but yeah. you see, Dwayne Wade got traded for like a 2024 second-round pick, so it'd be like a seventh grader. I mean, what, what kind of message does that send? I mean, obviously he's a veteran, and you're going back to the Miami, which is really his hometown city at this point, where he played for so long. I mean, I guess it's really down to each individual team for what direction they want to go in. Yeah, well, um, I think that might have to do like with like you said, he wants to go back to his hometown team. That's where he belongs. But uh, I mean, in this sport, there's there's different types of players, people that are happy if they can go and get a better contract, but there's players that want to stay loyal. Uh, I'm not sure where um, where uh, Dwayne Wade is, wants to be. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to keep an eye on how the league develops, but I like the direction that the NBA is going in all said and done. I feel they're starting to make a difference with contracts. I feel the next step would be that players have more of a say 
not necessarily like every player gets a no trade clause, but at least more of a say in what team they play for. So when it comes down to trades, it's really out of the players' hands. Yeah, well, we saw with Cleveland and uh, the Celtics the other night. Cleveland put up a great performance, um, beating the Kyrie and the Celtics. I mean, if if the coaching staff um, had, keeps putting up these performances, they can really put a um, they can really say that we made the right decision and and selling Isaiah Thomas and all these other players was the right way to approach it. Yeah, I mean, it is a new GM for Cleveland that they fired their old one. I think the biggest uh, story coming into next season will be LeBron James. Um, he's been the face of Cleveland since he's uh, come back from Miami. And a player of his caliber is one of the best of all time. So I, yeah. mean, I think he has the opportunity to really set the standard for other players on what they value, whether it's loyalty to their team or trying to get a championship, which is still respectable, or just the money. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I always try not to discredit um, Kevin Durant. I mean, of course, in in the time that it happened, he, he probably made the wrong decision, but, I mean, he wanted to win an NBA championship. He was already great, and he probably did what he, – he did, of course, what um, was the choice that he wanted to win an NBA championship, which he did. Yeah, I mean, that's why people give him uh, so much hate just because he left the team he'd been brought up with. But if the team can't keep a contender, I mean – I'd understand completely why a player would want to move on. Yeah, um, well, it's, it'll be cool to keep track with uh, how these teams do and uh, ultimately what leads up. Yeah, um, another story with the NBA I'd like to go over, uh, Porzingis getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely going to mention that uh, eventually, but, I mean, it's it's unfortunate to see as an athlete myself and you, a uh, player with so much potential, just tears his ACL. Um, you see this all the time in the NBA with players like players constantly falling and and just tearing their knees apart. Um, I, I want to see something change. I'm not sure what can. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the conditioning. I mean, I, we've gone over, the, I believe we went over the last week or maybe it was two weeks ago, but Cleveland didn't have uh, consistent uh, practice schedules. It's different in New York and Porzingis is a 7'3", uh, lanky young man, but Still, I feel it's up to the team. They have to keep their players healthy. And the NBA specifically sees so many injuries related to legs and um, breaking tendons and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much strengthening you can do in your knee to prevent that from happening. I mean, to, to discredit Giannis, he was in his way, and that's and he caused the ACL tear. Um, we've seen this with Kawhi Leonard, and uh, Popovich obviously saying it's basically manslaughter. Um, I mean, if I were the one injured on the ground, I'd be... I'd be in pain, of course, but I'd be upset at the person that was in my way. Yeah, I mean, injuries similar to these can be career-ending. Um, I mean, even just a thing like a hip injury has completely derailed Isaiah Thomas uh, for the majority of the season in his performance. Um, with Porzingis, I hope he can come back healthy because uh, he's really the future of the Knicks. I mean, they're not; they're kind of struggling recently. I believe they're on a six-game losing streak. Um, they really need him to be bringing in all the points he can. Yeah, very true. Uh, I, then, I mean, I've heard uh, Knicks fans saying that we're still going to make the playoffs, but uh, that's not true. You know, um, you look at how much Porzingis means to this team with boarding, sh- shooting ability, as well as uh, passing. Um, this guy means so much to your team, and he can do anything 
just about anything. Uh, you guys won't be making the playoffs, but hope that you can have a good season with them in the future. Yeah, I mean, one last thing I'd like to go over with the Knicks. They traded for uh, Emmanuel Moutier from Denver recently. Um, they already have Frank Natilakina, I believe that's how you yeah. say it. Um, so that's some competition at point guard. Uh, what do you think uh, is the direction that the Knicks are trying to go go with? I'm not sure. Uh, they traded him correctly, uh, correct? Uh, so now they have Frank and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Frank, Frank Natika is a guy with length. Um, uh, he's pretty good shooting ability. At 19, I, I could see him being one of the best point guards in the league in hopefully less than five years. But um, like the Knicks are, are going to have to have... A great point guard, and I could see him potentially being uh, up there. But they really have to get someone like someone at the point guard position that can really just play like Kyrie Irving, for example, uh, because that guy needs some time. And of course, why not get a player for three or four years and let Frank and Tika grow behind him? That's probably what they should do. All right, yeah. I mean, for the Knicks, I feel the next step for them would be to develop their young stars. It's clear they've gone through the rebuilding phase by training away like Derek Rose and other and Carmelo Anthony, uh, letting him go. So I mean the next step for this team has to be just developing their future. Um yeah, well definitely. Um the Knicks have had always pretty decent players, but never players that could perform like the Knicks fans hope I hope they could, but um could you see them potentially making the playoffs in the future years? Definitely in the future. And this year I think is already it's too late from the bounce back, but I think with a healthy Porzingis and uh, if Natulakina can be as productive as the team hopes he can be, then yeah, I could definitely see them making playoffs. Well, Hardaway Jr. always has been a pretty good player. Um, some age on him, some experience, but Michael Beasley had a good um, good, good season when uh, at the beginning of the year when Porzingis was healthy. I just feel like this Porzingis injury has caused um, too much to the team for them to potentially make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, injury like uh, anything related to ACL is uh, heartbreaking to see because it really can mess up a guy's career. I mean, similar to ankle injuries, um, these things have long recovery times. So I'm, I'm assuming Przingis, he's not done for the year, I believe, right? Uh, mm. It'll probably be a while before he can perform at the same level he has been so far. Yeah, well, as for ankle injuries and knee injuries, a lot of these injuries come from falling um, on someone's foot, and I mean, the person, um, Giannis in this case, shouldn't have done what he did and shouldn't have been in his way. Yeah, um, I'm kind of surprised to see why Giannis would be guarding him in the first place, but uh, yeah. Uh, now moving on to the Jazz. They've been on a great win streak recently, 10 in a row. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, Ricky Rubio and uh, Donovan Mitchell have had great seasons. I mean, I think Ricky Rubio is an underrated point guard. I think he's um, definitely proving himself to be an, a really good player. And the Jazz are playing similarly to the Spurs, a team that I think passes the ball around and really uses every player on the court. Yeah, I mean, training away Rodney Hood, in my opinion, was a bit controversial because he's been very good for them and he's a young player who I can see being a part of their future. But with Donovan Mitchell and how he's been playing, uh, he's clearly the person they want to build around as their franchise player and uh, it's been great to watch him dunk yeah. contest now yeah well i mean the dunk contest is always the is always the place where a player can really um can really exhibit what talent he has like kobe Bryant 
in his younger years. Um, but Donovan Mitchell really has athleticism that we haven't seen in the NBA before. He's standing at 6'1", about, um, he jumps over seven footers and and dunks incredibly. But uh, yeah, Rodney Hood was a big loss to the team, but I could see them making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Jazz, Rudy Gobert has been their biggest name besides Gordon Hayward. I thought, honestly, he'd, the team wouldn't be that good coming in. I mean, signing Ricky Rubio, he didn't do that well with the Timberwolves, and they were clearly moving on from him. But the team's really stepped it up, and I think they have a great chance of making eight, seven seed playoff run. Yeah, well, when Gordon Hayward uh, left the Jazz, there was always a question about who's going to replace him. And, I mean, the Jazz team has arguably improved after um, in the course of the next the years. But, I mean, I could see a real dynasty if they – get some more talent and keep Donovan Mitchell and uh, Eric Rubio. Yeah, the draft will be big for them if they get a good pick coming in the next couple of years. They have the starting pieces, but they're still missing just what they needed for the next step to move up. Yeah, um, do you know what pick they have? Or um, No, no idea. They probably won't get a great one, but still, I mean, I just thought it was Kyle Kuzma, any pick can work out. So yeah, far. true. Uh, I mean, there's so many great players coming to the draft, like I've been talking about in uh, in earlier episodes, but uh, um, I, I think that if they get a good pick, they could definitely um, have a great season in the upcoming ones. And to, um, to go more into detail, uh, what are your thoughts on the recent scores and um, in the recent weeks? What surprised um, you? One game that stood out to me was uh, Celtics' recent loss against the Cavs. Um, Cleveland's pretty much upsetting them with their new roster. Only the other day, people that, oh, I wrote off the Cavs as soon as they started playing poorly with IT, but this new team looks pretty good uh, on paper and from what we've seen so far. Their shooting's very good. Um, they still lack a big man, but that game, Celtics really got outmatched. Yeah, well, I mean, like, besides that game, which we talked about earlier, I think a game that was the 76ers against the Knicks. Um, 76ers have a great team. TJ McConnell got his first triple-double in headlines, and Embiid is playing so well. I mean, a lot of people say he he's get, he gets injured too much, and that's the reason he isn't the best center in the in the league. But, you know, if they keep a healthy roster, I can see them being a great team in the future. Yeah, another game uh, coming off of the Cleveland trade that we've already been going over um, Isaiah Thomas, we've already mentioned, he actually had a pretty impressive game for his first game with the Lakers. Um, he did have six turnovers, but uh, still 20 points and six assists. Very impressive for a player who not much was expected out of him, especially coming off the bench. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, these, all these players seem to have something in common. They are really trying to find their their uh, the team that can really bring them up and become and make them become true true talents. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, I think, has always had the talent. I mean, a lot of people argue that if he was taller, he'd be the best point guard in the league and possibly one of the best of all time. But you know, it's it's. I hopefully he can find a a rhythm with the Lakers, get some starting time, and lead them to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Lonzo still hasn't really been playing. Um, being injured, but yeah, the Lakers will be a team to watch. Who do you think will clinch the Eastern and Western Conference, in your opinion? Um, the East, I thought the Celtics were at the start of the season, they, how well they've been playing, but really Toronto and now Cleveland both are 
making great claims to take it. I mean, I can see even a team like the Bucks making a surprise run. They have the talent. But um, most likely the Celtics. The West, it's got to be the Warriors. They're always yeah, so good. But um, the Rockets will be another team. They might uh, win the conference championships potentially, but it's probably going to be the Warriors. Well, yeah, again, coming up in the um, Western Conference, Cavs, Thunder, we'll be able to see if the Cavs really have made the right improvements in the um, recent uh, trades. But, you know, the Thunder potentially could um, put up a, a, another great performance like they did last year in the playoffs and hopefully be able to um, clinch the West this time. Yeah, I mean, one last player I'd like to bring up, again, related to the Lakers, but Paul George. Um, I don't know if recently in the news people chance him, uh, saying we want Paul George from Thunder fans and Laker fans. Where do you see him playing next season? I mean, I see him staying at the Thunder just because the Thunder base doesn't want a huge player leaving the team. I think after Kevin Durant, like I said earlier, that they um, want to keep their players and the Thunder is going to fight for him to stay. I mean, of course, if Paul George goes and he's like, I want to look go to the Lakers, he, he'll probably leave. But, I mean, I hope that he, he, he stays and I see him staying. Yeah, I mean, I want to really – one of my favorite players to watch um, – I would actually like to see him stay with the Thunder. I think they have a good chance of being a contender against the uh, Warriors maybe next year if they get one more piece. But a healthy Thunder team looks very good. Yeah, well, in our earlier episodes, we mentioned that the Thunder might not have the bench. Do you think that this could have a toll on them in the playoffs? Definitely. If you, like, compared to the Warriors, who have seasoned veterans and players who play their role right, uh, a team like the Thunder who just don't have the same pieces will just be outplayed, I think, down the uh, crunch time minutes where starters are resting but the bench can't pull through. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to those final minutes. It comes down to every playoff game. But uh, a team in seven games could potentially have a good run. Yeah. Now on to football. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl and what happened? Um, well, from what we uh, went over earlier with Tom Brady, how his performance was very impressive, I think the next step for the Patriots, besides their coaching, would be to keep Gronk and get a healthy uh, wide receiving core. Edelman was out, obviously, the whole year, but that they attempted to place Brandon Cooks. Of course, he went down, too. So as long as they keep the team healthy, I think they'll have a great run making the Super Bowl once again. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks to see as a Patriots fan, but reality... The- the Eagles are, the, in my opinion, the better better team. Of course, Matt, you might argue differently, but uh, I think Nick Foles is one of the had one of the best playoffs in in the history of football for a quarterback. And I, I feel like the Eagles just had. I, th- I feel like the touchdowns that they had were completions, and um, one might argue that oh, he he didn't he the ball wasn't in his control. But I mean, if you if you play football with your friends. Touchdowns is you just running into a certain area, and that's how I see football should be played. Yeah, um, definitely. I I would say it's a clean game, or that it was a clean game in the end. I mean, I would like I would have liked to see it play out a bit differently, and maybe a bit more defense, um, similar to what we've seen in the past couple Super Bowls. But it was still a very entertaining game. Both teams played very well in the end. Honestly, um, I don't know if we'll see a repeat though. I'm not sure. I I have a feeling another team will upset the league as the Eagles did this year. Well, yeah, well, we saw with the Broncos a few years back that their defense was truly exceptional. I mean, Peyton Manning didn't play well in the in the playoff game. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't even throw a touchdown, but 
in reality, the defense stepped up. But here we saw that the quarterback stepped up. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's rare to see a dynasty like what the Patriots have um, going in the NFL. And honestly, I don't really see a team uh, taking their place anytime soon unless we see some drastic surprise or changes to the league as a whole. I mean, well, we saw with the Eagles that a team could beat the Patriots. I, I could see that a team with more athletic talent that than the Patriots could potentially win. And, and we saw that with the Eagles. The Patriots didn't have the, the same talent that they had. And with Tom Brady... Um, uh, becoming older, I could see teams like the San Francisco 49ers potentially taking him over. Matt, I'd have to disagree. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is one player who really stands out as being the future of the league. There's not many other players like him, honestly. Um, and with such a Carson large Wentz. Car- yeah. Another person I name. I mean, well, if you saw with the contract, Garoppolo got the highest of all time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, there are big things planned for him, so I'd actually like to see him succeed with the 49ers, a team that's definitely been lacking in success yeah i mean to another thing that's happening um as we're starting to see in the off season off season is coaches are being tossed around constantly what are your thoughts on the role uh in the team well for a coach the biggest thing is to develop players and for a team like the patriots who have very experienced players i feel it's not as significant then again maybe they can have a chance to learn more which is why you see usually coordinators of successful teams moving on to head coaching roles. Um, I think, though, for teams that aren't as successful, it's very common to see them get replaced within one to two seasons. So I think maybe if the players honestly have a larger role, maybe even quarterbacks get more of a say on play calling and less reliance on a good coaching staff and make the games more enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Um, the coaches are always being are always going to have to make the tough decision, decisions in the end. And we, and we saw in the Super Bowl with uh, the Eagles head coach that he, he made the call that probably won the game um, through the, the fake pass to Nick Foles and, and got them the touchdown in the end. But honestly, we're seeing this in professional sports. Coaches aren't getting probably as much respect as they should. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a two-sided coin in a way. Some For players... I feel like they still deserve more power in a way. I feel they should have more of a say in how what they play and works, their uh, league rules and all that. But I feel also coaches should have a larger role as we've seen in the past with guys like Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan. Clearly it was Jordan's team, but Phil Jackson ran the rest of the team, so it was a functioning group that was very successful. Um, I feel we definitely don't see that anymore. You see like Tyron Lue, People always say that he's not even the coach of the team. I mean, it's hard for a coach to be as successful as we've seen in the past. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, coaches are uh, are being probably put too much. Uh, too many people are putting too much stress and pressure on coaches nowadays. Nowadays, but uh, on to the Olympics. Um, what are your thoughts on Sean White? Yeah, Sean White. I mean, he won the gold yesterday with uh, half pipe. Very impressive for him. Uh, he had a lot of competition going in. He pulled off some phenomenal moves. It's great to see him do so well. Yeah, well, there are questions coming in if he'd actually be um, going to the Olympics. Uh, I mean, he's, he's performed great. I mean, winning that gold medal, I don't think many people thought in the first place that he was able to, um, he would be able to actually win. Yeah, I mean, speaking of gold medals, I believe that puts the U.S. still under 10, but I believe at eight medals. I might be wrong with that, but... Um, 
still Norway, I believe, is at the top right now. Yeah, uh, well, um, I think it's part of their skiing program and snowboarding. I mean, they're, they put full focus on it, maybe because they're so close to the mountains around there. But, I mean, the U.S. is always expected to perform great at these competitions because, I mean, in my opinion, we have the best athletes in the world. And so, I mean, Sean White, at the age of 31, he, he was able to win the gold medal at an old age, especially for snowboarders who are doing lots of tricks and stuff. Um, but I think the U.S. should have some other snowboarders and skiers that hopefully can bring that gold home. Yeah, very well meet. might be uh, Sean White's last Olympics. You never know. Uh, snowboarding is very stunning with sport, so it's we'll to see. Yeah, well, um, Ayumu Hirano is another another uh, Japanese snowboarder that's impressed. Um, he's put out, he's, he put out a great performance recently. Um, standing at 5'3", this guy can just flip in the air, do so many tricks, it's impressive. The Olympics are truly a uh, place where um, athletes are performing greatly in these Winter Olympics. Yeah, you see with the Paralympics, I mean, this really proves that anyone can do whatever they want, and the Olympics are truly the best athletes in the world. I mean, yeah, I think that, I, I mean, obviously I think that the um, summer games, uh, outdoor games, are, have the better athletes, but a lot of people don't realize that these snowboarders and skiers really have something incredible, and and that is they're great gymnasts and uh, can do what certain people can't do. Yeah, I mean, two other athletes I'd like to bring up that won gold medals for the U.S. at 17 years old, uh, Chloe Kim and Red Gerard, um, both very young athletes, uh, probably the first of many Olympics. They did very well in their first out, outgoing. Um, so, yeah, uh, those are two names to watch in the future. I mean, yeah, at 17, the age of 17, it's, it's extremely incredible. I saw on uh, Jimmy Kimmel the other night. This guy was born in, in 2000 at such a young age. I mean, it's, it's remarkable that this guy can perform at such a high level at such a young age. It reminds me of Pelle. Yeah. Um, the thing I like about them most is that they appeal to the common person, really. I mean, you see uh, Chloe Kim just kind of hit it off with Twitter, uh, tweets during while uh, her snowboarding competitions. I mean, you see this all the time now. Athletes are getting more involved in social media, and it's nice to see that the Olympics is gaining more attention. Yeah, I mean, Chloe Kim really is a phenomenal person, in my opinion. She's reaching out to different people on, uh, uh, on social media, but uh, I mean, she's a I'm glad she won gold, and hopefully uh, the rest of our snowboarding team can uh, do the same. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing to see with the Olympics is there's always an underdog, and while the U.S. usually doesn't take that role, I think that with young athletes like this, it can maintain that role in some way. Yeah, one thing that um, is pretty scary with the Olympics is it's, it has the most, the most death tolls for uh, um, winter athletes. Really? Uh, I mean, I don't expect something like snowboarding. Oh yeah, sense. no. Yeah, I mean, like the Winter Olympics as a whole. As a whole, it has a bunch of athletes that have died in, in accidents, such as luge um, and like flipping and stuff. I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. You know, I mean, the worst way to go. Yeah, with luge, um, these athletes are going down at, at around eighty to seventy miles per hour. It's truly incredible that uh, they can withstand the speed and actually be not, not be as not be scared of what, what's happening. Yeah, and performing for your country, representing 
a large group of people, it's got to be very nerve-wracking alone. So adding more pressure for trying to stay safe, that's uh, a lot to handle for an athlete. I mean, Matt, would if you had played in that sport, do you think you, you'd have the same uh, um, same caution to what's happening? Probably. Um, you know, technology nowadays, there's so much protection going into even just pulling a muscle or to taking head damage with like advanced helmets and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, for for these athletes, they definitely have top-notch equipment, so I would not be too worried about an injury. Yeah, well, with Chris Madzier, um, this loser won the silver medal, unfortunately, didn't get the gold, but uh, this guy is talking about how speed isn't an issue to him. He can go as fast as possible. For what sport again? Oh, Luge? Luge, yeah. Luge, okay. Well, is, and he's in uh, this Olympic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, right. he won the silver medal at this Olympics. I mean, it's just... I would not want to be doing what he's doing and risking his life every every run that he does. Yeah, certain sports like luge, I mean, if you compare it like curling, it's very different. With the luge, you're going at very high speeds, um, just lying on your back and hoping you don't go out of control, but I mean, you never know what hap can happen with that, those kind of things. Yeah, another thing that's interesting is the, uh, the Olympic ho hockey team for the U.S. you think that they can beat the likes of, other, of Canada and some Norwegian teams? I believe they can. Um, it's always competitive in hockey with these teams that were specifically Canada. That's what they're known for. Um, but yeah, I believe they're starting to use younger athletes in hockey. Am I right in saying that? But maybe even even college players. Yeah, I've well, been hearing things like that. The thing about um, hockey at the Olympics is so many hockey players have um, the league um, running while the Olympics are running. So not, maybe not the best American players are playing in the Olympics, while as in Norway and other. Uh, countries, the Olympics are so important to um, these teams that they send more um, good players. So like I don't know, Ras for example, um, he's he's uh, he's playing with the Finnish national team during this tournament. Yeah, I mean NHL this time of year is in the heat of the competition. I mean the Bruins just want to throw out there having a great season so far. Um, but yeah, I cannot completely understand why a player would want to take the time to represent their country, especially for countries like Finland where you don't know many athletes from there not very well represented yeah what's your prediction who do you think will uh, come with the win well not, uh, do you know if the Russian team I know they are not allowed to represent themselves officially um, yeah they had a recent loss against uh, Slovenia but I, I know they have a pretty good team yeah I mean usually they're very competitive but I could see Canada or the US really but I'm feeling Canada taking it this year yeah, well, Canada definitely has the best athletes in hockey. Uh, I would agree with the same, but um, it's going to be a close race until it ends. I know yeah. last year, last Olympics, the American girls team was able to win. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's the same with soccer. Very true. Yeah, um, I mean, on to soccer now. Uh, Champions League just occurred. And yes, I believe Juventus played, right? Yeah, Juventus played at home at Juventus Stadium. It was pretty interesting because they were up 2-0 um, at halftime, scored a two, goal, two goals by Higuain in the first nine minutes. And then what happened? Well, uh, I mean, it was, it was a, the, Juventus basically blew a lead. They started, they started um, having some trouble in the later stages, and uh, Tottenham got two goals in about a similar amount of time. Yeah, I believe, and also, uh, did Manchester City play yesterday? Yeah, against Basel. Uh, De Bruyne's been phenomenal this season, um, playing incredibly well, especially with his assists. But uh, I think that 
the Premier League teams could put a, up an upset and maybe even make the final or win. But uh, hopefully that just will go through. Yeah, I mean, Harry Kane is world-class now. Um, and I, I believe he scored at least one. Yeah, he scored once. I mean, it's so impressive to see. And England usually doesn't make it that very far with the Premier League teams. Um, at least recently with the likes of Madrid and Barcelona just dominating. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see a Premier League team make it relatively far this year. Yeah, I mean, it's really incredible um, because every Premier, four Premier League teams are in the Champions League this year. Um, I could easily see Man City uh, putting up a good performance and hopefully uh, Juventus will win as Juventus fan. But uh, I think Tottenham will have a good chance in uh, in uh, in London, especially with the 2-2 the draw that they had in uh, Turin. Yeah, um, and then looking at the Manchester City game, Aguero scoring, uh, and then two goals from Gundogan, uh, and a player from Germany, I believe Dortmund, right? Yeah, he, just, he moved from Dortmund this season. Uh, Guardiola really has made an impressive uh, uh, lineup. Yeah, I feel recently a lot of players are world-class coming from the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, well, you know with the German national team that they're probably the best in the world. Um, could even win the World Cup this year. But uh, we'll keep track of the World Cup and we'll see how these German players perform. Yep. Uh, I mean, t with today, uh, PSG is playing. Is playing. Do you think they, they could possibly win uh, the Champions League? Uh, well, they're playing Madrid today. Uh, that's going to be a very tough game. Um, time of recording. I believe PSG could get an upset with how Madrid's been playing recently, but it really depends on who's playing in the end. Yeah, so, well, they'll have their... We'll have their trio, um, uh, and the CR7 will be playing, so I think that ultimately uh, Real Madrid will, will get the better of uh, PSG. However, this is probably PSG's best chance to go through, and, uh, and with Neymar and Cavani and another few players uh, that in their starting lineup, I, I think that they could potentially uh, win it this time. Yeah, I mean, one player I'd like to point out, uh, Mbappe playing his first Champions League, right? Um, yeah, I'm going as a second. He's he with Monaco. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I forgot all about that. But, yeah, I mean, playing for a contender this time around, um, it'd be very interesting to watch him play. I mean, starting over Di Maria. Unless he, is Di Maria hurt or? Uh, no. No? Mbappe is playing. I mean, he's definitely the best under-20 player in the world. France has so much young talent. I they definitely have talent to go out and win the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, speaking of PSG, Thiago Silva being dropped to the bench, uh, they have a questionable move. I mean, but... it's surprising. He's probably one of the best center backs in the world at this point. Um, I can easily see him playing well for Brazil and, and leading them um, into a deep run. Yeah, definitely. The World Cup, when will happen next? Uh... Uh, the World Cup will be uh, late July. Late July? Mean, no, it'll end in July um, and start early June. All right, so yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on the Brazil team. Good. Thank you for tuning in to the Inside Take with your host, Matt Fiore. And we'll have a lot of lots in store for you and some guests.